the estrogen dominance piece is a piece of the puzzle that we can control which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. That's so, profound because mm-hmm. that's not always true with lots of health things. <laughs> yeah. And so changing your toxic burden might not remove all of these symptoms for you. Again, working with your provider is really important here, but it can reduce the severity of symptoms or pull off some of them and give you a clearer picture after you've kind of removed that muddiness of what kind of environmental load you're dealing with. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. Hello. So happy to be here with you. Thank you for being here with us. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Grateful, happy, ready. Let's go. Ready. <laughs> so ready. <laughs> yes. So what's up with you, Miss Jen? How was your your weekend? We're recording on a Monday, which we haven't done in a really long time. A really long time, I know. Um, I had a wonderful weekend, actually. It was kind of funny because I'm still learning how to implement like where I'm at in my cycle. And I had so many plans that were just not right for where I was at in my cycle, but I wanted to get it done. And it just, I'm leaning into like, I just energetically, it doesn't feel right. And I ended up spending the weekend inadvertently moving stuff around in my house instead of doing these like task oriented things that I wanted and I'm really glad it went that way like it's it's the craziest thing my house is really clean and I moved a bunch of furniture around I literally feel like I'm living in a different house my whole first floor feels like a different house like it it's wonderful and it feels open and clear of clutter and everything's kind of got its place and um it's, it's amazing what that does for the psyche. Like, I was just, I don't know. Like, I've just really enjoyed having things in a different place. Did try my couches in a different spot and sat down and looked at my husband and was like, nope, nope, this is not, not where this goes. Like, I just had this, like. But you tried this, it. I did. I was proud of myself and I was grateful that he, I told him, I said, this may not be a one move situation. Like, we might have to move this a couple times. And, um. I think in my Tunis, I never really allowed that to happen. So our stuff has just sat in the same place for a really long time. And I just, because I didn't want to inconvenience him. And, (laughs) but this time I'm getting smarter about these things where I've wanted to do this for a while. And I just looked at him and I said, I want to be really clear. This is probably not going to be move it here. Yes. It's going to be, let's move it, sit down, see what it feels like, you know, and I'm so glad I did it that way. I'm getting a little bit better at communication with what's going on in my head instead of making assumptions and just not asking for things that I want and you know because I can't move that furniture by myself like it I just can't like I could try but I'm not it's a bad idea um (laughs) anyway so I we we just moved a bunch of stuff around and 
it feels really good. All my plants have their their windows with the right kind of sunlight in them and my furniture feels really good and I was it feels luxurious in a weird way because I just everything flows super well and I feel almost like super spoiled because it's just feels so good and I was like this was lovely. So it was a, as an accidental I wasn't expecting it to go that way this weekend, but it just happened and I'm it's one of those like I'm glad I didn't get what I wanted type of comments like mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't sit down and force that computer work that I wanted to do because now when I sit down and do my computer work everything energetically feels really good and I think I'll get it done faster you know mm-hmm. so that was that was my weekend and it was glorious <laughs> it was wonderful <laughs> that sounds awesome I uh, we don't really have any way to rearrange anything <laughs> right. spaces. we only have so many options because our space is so small you have I'm a not- wall for your couch huh you have a wall for your couch <laughs> I do I have a singular wall <laughs> uh, I also I recently ordered a couple of things off of Magnolia just mm. total side note and one of the things I bought was this like framed um piece of art and I thought it was a lot smaller and it was in the <laughs> oh, no. section so it was, I wasn't paying attention and I just it was like an impulse buy I just bought it and it is huge and I have Mm -hmm. come to realize that I have next to no wall space left or even already you know like initially existing so (laughs) you're like oh it's gonna be we're gonna do some um wall art rearranging yes that that is something I can do yes that also might feel very energetically wonderful because this visual experience is very energetic you might Mm. have a similar thing okay all right I respect that mine was just floor space but wall space yes i don't know still real estate i don't know what floor space is i don't know what what any space is oh my god what about you how was your weekend oh it was amazing as you well know i Mm -hmm. um, took a little work staycation Mm -hmm. and uh it was (laughs) what's that take me with you oh yeah well i actually i would have and wanted (laughs) to but I um, don't like COVID. It's dumb. So mm-hmm. that's I wasn't I feel. feeling my best anyway. I'm, it's, yeah. 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 We did try to meet up. And I was um, like, safely. I don't know if you can hear it. I keep having to clear my throat. This is the situation I'm in. Wow. We forgive you. <laughs> I, <laughs> my body. The listeners collectively forgive you for clearing your throat. <laughs> um, I, I mean, as everyone well knows, if you've been listening to the podcast for any period of time, including just today, that I live in a very small space. <laughs> and uh, since everything, you know, went down in March and since the pandemic began, we've all kind of been pretty cooped up and we've mm-hmm. done a good job of taking some family road trips to get out and, and away. Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. but um, family road trips are not, uh, they don't have a lot of space and time for it's not restful. It's, it's not, not restful. And it also, mm-hmm. it doesn't allow me to focus on work. And I always think stepping away from home is going to give me creativity focus. And it does. And it, the thing, when you're on a road trip like that with your family, like the frustrating part is like, I've got business ideas rolling through my head and no space or time to do them at all. Oh, I've been there because mm-hmm. I'm getting that time away. So it's, it's mm-hmm. still obviously, of course, important to take those trips with family. But this was one where we, we just recently returned from our trip to Colorado and I just had, we were going to be gone for so long. It was going to be such a time of like hanging out in a house while it snowed outside next to a fire. And I thought to myself, I'm going to get some things done. Sounds fun. Hilariously, 
of course I did not get anything done, (laughs) (laughs) but I did take some much needed rest during the holidays, which was wonderful. Mm -hmm. So I got back and I had all this like kind of pent up creative energy Mm-hmm. that I knew I needed to get out and get moving and get some things moving for really trying to grow the blog this year mm-hmm. and grow the podcast yes. with you this year. There's mm-hmm. so, so many things in the works that we have coming. It's so exciting. Everybody. Yes. So, so exciting. Yes. But I just needed some headspace where no one needed me. And we've talked about this prior, oh my gosh. Like that creativity story piece, of my life, you know, and, and needing a couple of days with, with no kids. That's great. But I also needed to get out of my space because when I look around my house, like my kitchen table is my office. I'm recording at my kitchen table. Genevieve can see my kitchen island and my sink behind me. You know, <laughs> like this is everything is when you live in a small space, everything is multipurpose and it has to be, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of folks talk about how important it is to have an office so that you can kind of detach from those home activities. Well, I don't have that. So I have to like what? (laughs) So it's more important for me to create some like rituals around like starting work and ending work. So Mm -hmm. when I end work at the end of the day, if I'm in my routine, I'm not always, you know, perfect at this. I put my computer (laughs) away. Like I I take it and I go Mm -hmm. put it in the closet in our bedroom with like my Mm -hmm. other you know podcast equipment and stuff I just put it with my other tech stuff because if the computer is still sitting on the table I will be tempted to open it and and work in between when I'm chopping squash for dinner or or you're thinking about it at least you're totally and I am thinking about it so Mm -hmm. and I'm always thinking about it anyway (laughs) so (laughs) and we carry around a computer in our hand you know our phones are that way true Mm -hmm. so all that to say I was able to get away for I booked myself for three nights so it's like three ish days that's a lovely amount of time it was just a like a one bedroom um nice apartment in like northeast Portland a close walking distance to some of my favorite restaurants and coffee shops I got to support some local businesses there Mm. um and do like Grubhub or DoorDash or things like that where I could still kind of maintain distance and safety and all of that um, I brought the dog with me, um, mm, our older dog. So smart. Paisley. Yeah. And she was like my little protector. And then she was also my reason to get up and go for a walk when I was in the middle of like a, you know, creative flow. And I just was like, okay, you have to actually move your body and do things. <laughs> so it was nice. So anyways, all that to say, it was, it was nice to get the time away. It felt, uh, you know, when we're stuck at home, it, I think a lot of people are working from home still who, yep. who hadn't ever planned on it. You know, this was yep. not something that you wanted. I mm-hmm. chose to work from home, right? That's a choice that I made. Um, but it's been further complicated by my husband working at home more often, not every mm-hmm. day now, cause he has to go into the school, but it's something that it just presents some challenges. And if you're not used to it, if it's not something that you created structure around, and even if you are someone like me who chose it and has structure around it, it still can be so hard. And, you know, I'm looking up and I'm seeing my laundry pile and I'm seeing my dishes and the food that I need to prep for dinner or what have you. And I'm in this position where everything is conflicting. And, you know, I talked about this on my Instagram post uh, yesterday, which I can link in the show notes for everybody. Uh, It's just a quick post where I just talked about how, you know, as someone who's a food connected creator, it's hard for me to disconnect too, even when I'm cooking for my family versus when I'm cooking for the blog or the newsletter or whatever. And that time it's so muddy when you do, when you do anything in entrepreneurship, that's like home related, whether it be in the kitchen you know, beauty stuff, right? Whatever it is, things that you kind of would normally fit into your day anyway, that Mm -hmm. muddiness is challenging 
It yeah. really is. So anyways, like I got shitting some... on yourself during that time oh, where you're like, I should totally. be videotaping. Shame, so much shame. It's yes. like, it, and it's the shame that we feel as women naturally. Anyway, it's, you know, we have, you know, time to, to work on business and we feel guilty for not parenting in that moment for parenting. Yes. We feel guilty for not being in our business. It's, it's one <laughs> thing or, or the other. So I got to detach from all of that for oh, a few days and so inspired by you making no one that space me. and doing it. Thank you. Thank you. I I mean, we haven't always had the financial flexibility for me to do that. So I will say I'm mm-hmm. just really grateful for that being the case and, mm-hmm. you know, the business growth we've seen so much this year. So uh, yeah, I'm just glad that I was able to facilitate it for myself too and, and make that time and that I have a supportive partner who's like, yeah, bye. See you later. You know, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Also, I'm jealous. <laughs> Can take me with you. Yeah. No, don't take me with you. I want my own. And I, I got more done in three days than I normally get done in two weeks in my business. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a cool stat to think about. That's mm. <laughs> as far as like content planning goes. Yeah. And then I, I did a bunch of other extraneous things. So anyways, I, yeah, it was a, it was a big, wonderful, you know, business filled weekend. And it was also like really restful and nourishing, which is weird. But when you love your work, that's, you know, it's kind of the benefit and the cost is that, yeah. that muddiness, right? It's like, when am I working? When am I not? Yes. Yeah. Where is that delineation? I don't know. Okay. Well, we're doing some shorter episodes, so we better get into the meat, the juiciness of of what we're talking about today. This is oh worth the squeeze, you guys. (laughs) The juice is worth the squeeze. This one is. Okay, well, we are doing shorter episodes, so we better dig into the meat of our episode today. And um, we're going to be talking about endocrine disruptors and xenoestrogens and and this process that can kind of lead to estrogen dominance. And so really focusing in on hormonal health, we're going to be doing that a lot on the podcast upcoming. I am so excited. I'm feeling really jazzed to talk about this stuff today. So personally relevant to all of us. So relevant and something that we all struggle with because there's only so much we can control. And that's, Mm -hmm. I want to say the disclaimer for today's information as we talk about, you know, how to walk through kind of environmental toxicity and be empowered in that is not to feel guilty if you've made prior decisions or you didn't know about mm-hmm. some of the things that you and your family might being ex- might be exposed to uh because th- this is the thing this is why we do what we do this is why i work with a company like beauty counter this is why i talk about clean products mm-hmm. in my channels because it's not common it's not you know readily available information and in fact most companies out there who are selling us personal care products or cleaning products or furniture they're trying to cover it up and you know kind of sweep it under the proverbial um it's not a big deal like it's not (laughs) a big deal like like well actually it actually is yeah (laughs) Yeah. and so you know my hope with sharing this information with all of you is that you feel empowered both to you know kind of make some of those doable changes for yourself so that you can reduce that that environmental you know toxic load on the body mm-hmm. and then also be able to to share this information with the people that you love too which is one of the bigger reasons why we've you know opted for some more bite-sized stuff for the podcast so yes we're we're so here for this conversation yeah and we have talked about non-toxic home um 
uh, yep. options and, and some of our picks for that. So we're not going to dig too deeply into, you know, brands or products that we use or anything like that. We're going to go real conceptual today. So if you want more of that information on choices that we make in our kitchen and our bathroom and our home in general for non-toxic products and avoiding these endocrine disruptors, um, head over to episodes 33 and 34 of the podcast. We'll link that in the show notes for everyone. I feel like there's also a deeper conversation that we've had in the past that we be to go with a disclaimer is in our episode 78. It's, it's titled Clean Enough, Pushing the Boundaries in Health and Beauty. And the reason why we titled it that way is that there's this conversation around, you know, 80 percent like, you know, better, you do better. And then 20 percent is kind of, you know, sometimes performance decisions like we decide to put like maybe there's a certain product that you really love because it gives you the performance you need and that lives in your 20 percent and that's okay we're all human we're all doing the best we can and that 80 20 conversation is is really important to even have with yourself or your family members because I never want people to feel judged because of Mm. the conversation we're having or feel shame around you know I just really like this other product and I'm always like do you like you do the best you can and you clean up things where you can we just want you to have all the information so you can make that decision for yourself that um, leads to um, a better healthier version of yourself for you and your family this is not a shame-filled conversation whatsoever it's just here's some info and you can decide what to do with that yeah. And I mean, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're dealing with some symptoms, again, you're never going to get medical advice on this podcast. We have a disclaimer for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm going to, you know, echo, I really encourage all of you to work with a practitioner. If some of these things that we talk about today are really, uh, you know, like pinging your interest and you're thinking yeah. to yourself, man, I feel like I'm dealing with that. Yep. Um, uh, and I'm not actively working with nutrition clients, which is a question I get all of the time. Mm-hmm. And Genevieve gets all of the time. Yep. <laughs> and we get it for the podcast. And so, um, you know, if you guys need a source or a referral, like, please feel free to reach out. We're happy to refer you out to um, some of our colleagues in the health and wellness space who we think can help. So um, the first thing we're going to dig into today I think the first thing that I would like to dig into here is is chemical exposure, where we tend to see that. And, mm-hmm. you know, what we're exposed to as human beings uh, who are living in a, a modern, you know, like society. Mm-hmm. And essentially what we're dealing with is the average person is being exposed to up to hundreds of chemicals at home each day. And... Mm-hmm you know, chemicals are not inherently bad. Let's make sure we're having that part of the conversation, but there are some that can have negative impacts on our health. And so we want to be cognizant of that. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, if we're not conscious in this decision-making process, or we just don't know better, right? Endocrine disruptors can be found in our makeup and our personal care products, which you and I have talked about ad nauseum on the podcast. Episode 10 is a great resource to learn about heavy metals and makeup. Um, we got real fired up in that episode. <laughs> it's fire. Yeah, we. I actually, I really love that episode still. And it's like way, way back in the day. Yep. Um, furniture, surprisingly, your countertops, mm-hmm. anything that contains plastic. And uh, these endocrine disruptors are often referred to as xenoestrogens. And they can cause some hormonal imbalance in the body. And so when we talk about hormones, I'm not going to go deep into hormones today 
because that's a whole nother topic and i would oh, love yeah. to bring on someone who's an expert in hormonal health which we will we have a couple of feelers out there for people that we'd like to connect with on that so we'll bring that to you guys in the future but essentially the endocrine system is pretty darn complicated in the body the mm-hmm. basics are that our endocrine glands are what release hormones into the bloodstream. It lets the hormones travel to cells in other parts of our body and then kind of do the work after that. And they control our mood and growth and development. Um, they control the way our organs work. So hormones are also massively functioning within like the digestive system, um, metabolism and reproduction. And it regulates the endocrine system is what kind of regulates how much of each hormone is released at any given time within a process in the body. Okay. You said so much right there. There was, (laughs) so so, coming from somebody who I, this is relatively new information for me as far as like, I'm, you know, 36 years old and I've only known about this for maybe five years, six years, maybe, maybe less. And I have to be really pointed here. Will you say again, which systems this affects because this blew my mind i literally only thought about this as my my woman parts that's not true it's so much more yeah so this it it controls a lot of your body functions so respiration metabolism reproduction uh sensory perception so like if you're feeling changes in your sensory perception whether it's like taste smell vision those kind of things like this is something to think about Mm -hmm. um movement your sexual health and development and See, i was growth. only thinking about it like that like it's not just it's your not. development yes. no and hormones are i mean at the helm of every process within your body and the every organs single that one secrete, yeah and there are many many organs within the body that secrete the hormones in the first place it's not just your sex or organs making hormones mm-hmm. um, i mean your pancreas makes insulin insulin is a hormone people don't know this <laughs> um, so that's kind of the basics of, of hormonal function in the body I'm not going to go deeper than that because there's not time today but we will in the future um, and xenoestrogens again those endocrine disruptors that are impacting our health are what we call a class of endocrine disrupting chemicals or EDCs so if you see EDCs talked about that's what we're referring to And the problem with having exposure to endocrine disrupting chemicals, especially xenoestrogens, is that they mimic your natural hormones Mm. and they don't give you the benefits of the hormones, which is what your body is charged to do. So Uh when you're exposed or have like essentially excess estrogen that's racking up in the body they affect things like your adrenals your thyroid uh they can affect hormones that your ovaries secrete like estrogen and progesterone and even testosterone doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman it'll affect your testosterone Mm -hmm. estrogen and progesterone Mm -hmm. um and it can lead to an overall kind of imbalance in the hormones and this is where we start to get some latent signs of hormonal issues and chronic health issues that can come from just an imbalance or irregularity that's chronic that's happening Mm -hmm. that insult is happening over time Mm -hmm. can have massive effect on fertility uh there's so much so much to talk about but the cool part 
about this and, and you know this is something that we've seen when endocrine disruption is covered in the media you and I were just talking about this segment from Good Morning America oh changed my world absolutely changed my world this is before I knew about clean beauty this is when I was learning like trying to figure out if it really mattered to me <laughs> yeah so we'll link that segment in the show notes for everyone but basically you know the the interesting and really neat part that they touch on in that um, newscast was essentially that when we are exposed to endocrine disrupting chemicals in the products that we're using, as soon as we stop using them, our body sloughs that stuff right off. We detox it, especially if you're supporting the body to detox it in the first place. And I think we need to ask more questions and understand more about why so many people in our periphery in our everyday life are complaining about symptoms related to hormonal health we all have something that's off in our hormones for whatever reason you know there's there's stress there's digestion there's uh xenoestrogens there's all sorts of reasons like i said the hormonal system the endocrine system is complicated but we've seen estrogen dominance skyrocket in the last 10 to 20 years absolutely Mm -hmm. The number of products that people are using is increasing. The um, chemical exposure, the load, the environmental toxicity load coming with products is higher. And, you know, we're asking for, for example, you know, more color payoff in our color cosmetics because we expect more and we want to be adventurous and it's fun and it's on trend. Mm -hmm. We're asking more from our products as consumers, for sure. And so companies are being pushed to explore lots of different chemical compounds and different chemical um, needs within a product that are not really being looked at. Like there's no long enough study to know what it's doing to our bodies. And that's that's a problem. Yeah. And there's no, I mean, reminder, everybody, there's no regulation in the personal care industry, essentially. No, um, yeah. You know, we've done we've done some work on legislation and we have some stuff that hit the Senate floor that we're working on. But it's there's a not been a major federal law passed since 1938. Like there's a lot of chemicals that have been introduced into commerce. And again, I'm not going to badmouth chemicals in general. That's just not science. Right. But there mm-hmm. are some that can have a negative impact on our health. So walking through, I think one of the things that's always helped me is just understanding, you know, okay, I can talk about what estrogen dominance is is and what it does to the body, but how do I know if I'm dealing with it? So I just yes. want to walk everyone through that really quickly. Um, estrogen dominance symptoms tend to present as painful periods, irregular or heavy periods, breast swelling and tenderness, or possibly... Um, fibrocystic breast changes. So you might be dealing with fibroids, breast fibroids. Uh, You Mm -hmm. might be experiencing something like PCOS or PMS or acne that just won't go away. So it's like Mm, persistent. I see lots of people with all three of those. Mm -hmm. Um, Chronic digestive issues like gallbladder issues, gas bloating, constipation. Hi, it me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They can all be tied to, you know, that hormonal function. And then you Mm -hmm. can also see like water retention, headaches and migraines. Uh, weight gain, mood swings, and hair loss. Are so sure if you're dealing with about me, <laughs> <laughs> well, and sure. the, here's here the confusing part, and I just I want to side and and be understanding with everybody. The confusing part is that 
all of those things can happen for a myriad of reasons for different hormonal issues. But yes. the thing that I, I like to be aware of is, okay, if there are some other things happening in my body that, you know, maybe I have a thyroid issue or maybe I have an autoimmune condition or whatever that's, that's making these things happen or making them worse, the estrogen dominance piece is a piece of the puzzle that we can control which is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. That's so, profound because mm -hmm. that's not always true with lots of health things. <laughs> yeah. And so changing your toxic burden might not remove all of these symptoms for you. Again, working with your provider is really important here, but it can reduce the severity of symptoms or pull off some of them and give you a clearer picture after you've kind of removed that muddiness of what kind of environmental load you're dealing with. And the mm -hmm. effects can happen pretty quickly, which is, again, really, really cool. Um, and essentially, I mean, with estrogen dominance, what's happening is your liver is responsible for packaging up estrogen and uh, allowing your gut to move it out. So I like, legit if didn't know that. <laughs> detoxing. <laughs> like, so this is the thing. Like sometimes people have excess estrogen in the body, estrogen dominance, because the gut isn't functioning properly. So sometimes the root causes the gut. And sometimes the root causes the exposure, right? Mm -hmm. And the gut's working mm -hmm. relatively well at that And point. again, back to that statement, if we can control something a little more easily, then maybe that's a great place to start with um, estrogen dominance is like the things we can control so we can pinpoint the things that we need to work on that we can't easily control. Yes. And so your liver's responsible for packaging up that estrogen so your gut can move it out. And if mm. either system doesn't do its job, then you can develop this estrogen dominance issue and mm. you have to supply your liver with what it needs to process estrogen in the first place. And you have to eliminate every day in order to remove that excess, excess estrogen from your body. Every so day. You got poop. You got to poop, people. So people are blo it blows their mind when I tell people that because I knew about this with estrogen dominance with skin. Because like yes. I can see sometimes like I've been pinged to PCOS in the skin and some estrogen dominant type behavior. I can see it pretty quickly mm -hmm. in the skin. And I don't even have to look at somebody's face when they tell me about their experiences. I'm like, OK, this is I am not a nutritionist. I am not a doctor. I am not prescribing. I have to be really clear. However, this might be something worth exploring because I can mm -hmm. see evidence of it in your skin. And um, I'm like, something to consider is, is, are you removing waste every single day? And most people are like, I mean, I am. I mean, am I? And, you know, they're like, wait, am I? Mm -hmm. And most are not. And it's so if you are experiencing, this is super common, not normal, but super common. Yep. Well, and this is why eating fiber is so, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but eating fiber is so important for this process as well, because fiber mm. binds to estrogen and helps carry it out of the body. Oh. So if you're not oh, having interesting. like a high fiber <laughs> diet, you know, not high, we're not asking you to like eat grass or anything, but mm -hmm. uh, be mindful of your fiber intake. And that's something that you mm -hmm. can, can work with. Uh, so so again, root cause might be in the exposure or it could be in digestion, keeping things backed up. But either way, you can either work on supporting your digestion and reduce your exposure or do both. And I recommend doing both. And if you want to dig into supporting your digestive processes, episodes 18 and 19, make sure you go back and listen to those. I literally I'm like holding your break hand down, yeah. telling you, breaking it down all about <laughs> digestive health. And it's one, uh, to this day, it's probably the episode we refer to the most aha uh -huh. when we're Still. talking about wellness mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's so foundational to to your health 
and then I want to walk through really quickly some common endocrine disruptors and where they might live because this is Mm. like let's get you all empowered have some practical knowledge for today shed Shed Mm -hmm. that light let me hear it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so personal care products and cleaning products I'm just gonna give that a a big duh because we've talked about that ad nauseum on the podcast if you're not 34 yes episodes. episodes 33 and 34 we talk about our recommendations for products but in general it's just really important to know that there is no regulation in the industry there are products that are harmful known carcinogens known endocrine disruptors that are put into our products on purpose by the way um (laughs) intentionally and then there's also some that our byproducts are created from certain ingredients as well Mm -hmm. and so the lack of transparency in the personal care industry and in uh supplement industry cleaning products all of those things we have to be really mindful of what we use Mm -hmm. and so uh, it can find it can also be found in like really less obvious places (laughs) uh something i really wanted to mention is grocery store receipts or like any receipts that you're getting physical copies of your receipts if it's mixed with hand sanitizer that's something to be really concerned about and we are all like massively just using tons of hand sanitizer so first course of Mm -hmm. action make sure your hand sanitizer is safe um a great resource is the environmental working group um uh healthy living app i think that's that's what it's called i always forget Mm -hmm. whether it's clean living or healthy living healthy living app um it's not like an end-all be-all but it's a fantastic place to start Mm -hmm. with understanding where how your products rate and you can scan your products in and see how they rate from basically uh ewg verified which is the best and transparency and safety all the way to a 10 which is the worst Mm -hmm. so and i don't really use or consume anything that's above that's higher than a three that's kind of our in our family and even the three we're like "Eh, maybe not so if we could um, i always look for ewg verified i've been finding more and more products well and it's so cool companies are really going through that process and they're doing their due Mm -hmm. diligence there's so many clean options out there now that there really are only a handful of products that you know are performance oriented that we feel like we can't get from another place um, that is clean. It's just, there's so many wonderful options out there and so many companies doing good work, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, but the thing I was gonna mention is that thermal paper is a massive source of uh, bifesnol A with BPA and exposure is uh, common, like it's commonly used with hand sanitizer because you're getting your stuff, especially during this pandemic, you're getting mm-hmm. your groceries and stuff, you're handling it, you use your hand sanitizer, um, and then also other skincare products. And they contain mixtures of essentially like chemicals that can enhance dermal penetration. So things yep. that are delivered deeper into the skin, and they're supposed to do that. Like the moisturizer mm-hmm. on your face is supposed to deliver things deeper into, well, not the moisturizer, the treatment step is supposed to deliver the moisture deeper in your skin and yep. the active ingredients, right? So there's there's certain things in our skincare that are facilitating that process as well, not just hand sanitizer. And essentially they can increase like up to a hundred fold the absorption of the, the compounds within BPA. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's something to be something really, to think about. really mindful of. Um, and then also like food takeout containers, anything that's got plastic, like that's where we question it. Just reducing plastic in your life can be such a huge step with this. Yeah. Um, but it's everywhere. Endocrine. I was just going to say it's harder than it sounds. (laughs) Everywhere. So you just Mm -hmm. do what you can. 
Like that's mm-hmm. the thing. That's the thing. You just do what you can. So BPA, um, bifenol A, bisphenol A is how you're supposed to say it actually. <laughs> and it is a, uh, it's a chemical that's been associated with cancer, including breast cancer. Um, essentially BPA free is, is not safe enough. Like, here's the thing. If you see that something says BPA free, I'm not, I mean, there's so, it's so much deeper than that mm-hmm. because the chemicals that they're using to replace BPA are equally concerning in regards to those negative health effects. So anytime not enough you can, information, not enough information. Yes. Anytime you can opt out of plastic, like that's just a great way to do that. So BPA is commonly found in again, receipts, plastic bottles and containers, canned foods and food packaging, which hello, this is like all stuff we're consuming internally with the exception of the receipts. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and so avoiding BPA is avoid handling paper receipts at the store, um, restaurants, etc. And um, opt for like a mobile boarding pass rather than a paper ticket. Airline tickets are laced with BPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, both these things are really easy. A lot of stores around, you know, they don't, they don't, uh, they ask if you want your email receipt or your you know, receipt handed to you and you can opt for email. Um, avoid drinking out of plastic. Definitely do not be microwaving food in plastic and um, try to skip canned food as best you can and opt for frozen or dried instead. I have tried to, instead of doing, you know, like canned food and you guys, even if it says the can lining is BPA free, like you still need to question that. It's the same idea that we just talked about. So obviously there's some things I still consume that are in cans, but anytime I can buy something that's in a glass jar, I do. Um, A lot of great tomato sauces out there have them in like cartons in and um that aren't lined with bpa and things like that so just something to be mindful of um and bpa is one of those ones i think is a little more widely known like it's a you know it's a household kind of thing that we're referencing um but a couple of these not so much uh we've referenced the the next one i'm going to talk about is flame retardants we've referenced this one in um episode 33 or 34 i can't remember which one we kind of talked about furniture and Um, you know, what we use for like our mattress and everything. A couple years later, we're still loving our avocado mattress, by the way. It's so wonderful. It's lovely, especially if it's a couple years, because I'm like, I feel like the first year you're like, it's okay. And then after the next year, you're like, "Mm." (laughs) yeah, we do want to get like the pillow top situation. So we'll talk more about that in the future. But, um, but the thing is like the places that you sleep and you sit might be impacting your hormonal health. And, Mm -hmm. and again, those, those kind of flame retardants are in a lot of products uh they can find their way into the dust in our home through the the furniture that we're using and then we can Mm -hmm. ingest it um pet beds is really important to think about um kids car seats uh electronics kids pajamas yes kids pajamas oh such a big problem it's 90 80 percent of the pajamas out there the kids pajamas are flame retardant Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of them make sure you're looking at for no flame retardant. Um, mm-hmm. and those chemicals are commonly found in like, again, mattresses, furniture, uh, furniture, pet beds, car seats, um, electronics as well. And, um, children's pajamas. And then again, the dust, if your furniture has flame retardant, then the dust is there. Uh, and avoiding it is essentially like checking the labels on your clothes, check the Mm -hmm. labels on your furniture. There's a couple of certification systems that help with that. We talked about that more in those episodes 33 and 34. And, um, a lot of companies will advertise if they do flame retardant free. 
Same with pet beds. Um, you can use a HEPA filter or air filter in your home. Um, you can vacuum often. And then obviously like air circulation can be really helpful if you're not able to, you know, for financial reasons or whatever reasons, not change the existing furniture that you have in your home. And how I walk through this process is when I needed a new couch, I looked for one that was flame retardant free, you know, mm-hmm. and had safe, like it's, it's wool. And so it had safe, it was made with safe materials. It was packed and stuffed with safe materials. But I didn't go, oh my gosh, I have to get rid of my couch today. It was like, right. okay, the next time I buy a couch, I'm going to be mindful of this. And in right. the meantime, I'm going to get an air filter, I'm going to vacuum, and I'm going to open my windows and have circulation of air in the house. So this is like the fragrance conversation. I think foul lights has turned into like a buzzword that mm-hmm. nobody quite understands <laughs> where to find it. Because you don't see the word foul light on an ingredients list. You just don't. Like you have to know where it is. No, they're, they hide they really like to hide um and this is why we talk about avoiding anything with fragrance in it period and that kind of being our first step if you're trying to clean up your personal care products that's a really good tangible thing to do is just Mm -hmm. look at those labels if it says fragrance perfume even natural fragrance get that thing out um we have to say why because nobody has to disclose anything in the word fragrance Mm -hmm. even if they're like oh it's got essential oils in it and things like that most likely it's a blend and you have to this is where like the 80 20 for me comes in is like if I'm doing the best I can and there's just this one product that I really want or need if it has the word fragrance in it I look to make sure that it's not you know totally irresponsible if they say natural or they say I'm like okay I'm going to try to take that first face value as I can that at least they're trying but why do you have to have the word fragrance if I have the opportunity of a product that lists every ingredient and the one that doesn't I'm going to pick the one with all the green ingredients listed it's just harder to find that way but that's one thing I love about EWG that's something that I love about like what beauty counter does they've they've touted they will never use the word fragrance they will list it all out so as a consumer we can make that educated decision for ourselves you know and I think that that's as a consumer I want to vote with my dollar this way I'm going to be buying those products that are listing everything whenever possible. Yes, 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 yes. And phthalates, so they sneak in. They're not ever really named, even if individual ingredients are listed out. So you can't always trust something just because the ingredients are listed out true, in the fragrance. True, true. Mm-hmm. But, but then you get to make that educated decision yourself, right? Then, mm-hmm. you're, then you can be informed at that point. Um, so much of this whole industry is just allowing us to be informed in the first place and then make our own freaking decisions from that. No kidding. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, because fragrance can be a source of phthalates, um, it can have a negative effect on on your reproductive health and specifically mm-hmm. in your hormonal health. And they are commonly found in personal care products. Hello. Um, Hello. Plastic wrap <laughs> and food storage containers, um, plastic children's toys, uh, also fragrance in trash bags, diapers, candles, air fresheners, those kinds of things. So, I mean, obviously it's important to be uh, educated around the fragrance loophole, which we have talked about on the podcast prior. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to find that episode. I can't remember which one it was that we talked about it. Uh, but avoiding it is simply just like we kind of talked about prior with with BPA, you know, it's reading labels, avoiding products that have lists of phthalates or fragrance, um, use glass containers and instead of plastic, if you can get rid of air fresheners and do essential oils instead, um, buy essential oils from reputable sources, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, buy natural or like beeswax candles or fragrance free at a minimum. 
and uh, use laundry detergent that doesn't have artificial fragrance, all sorts of things like our home cleaning products. There's so many things you can do, Um, but just start small. Just like look at the stuff that you've got, check if it has fragrance. That's a great first step. And, you know, I think the last thing I want to mention, and this is like the foodie in me wants to make sure everybody knows this because man, everybody loves a nonstick pan, right? Right. (laughs) Just everybody loves a nonstick pan. And so perfluorinated chemicals, they're called PFCs or PUFAs is what we like to call them. PUFAs. (laughs) Um, Because there's PUFAs as well. And they're kind of Mm. in the same class of chemicals. Um, But they're used to make nonstick cookware. And the chemicals are so widespread and persistent that 99% of Americans have these chemicals in their body. Like it is sticking to you. Um, And so this is like one of the notorious kind of compounds is called PFOA. So that's the the PUFA. Mm -hmm. And it is completely resistant to biodegradation. So like that's scary. Mm-hmm. So that's just racking up in our body. Um, <laughs> this is why it's so important to support like your detox pathways and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the it doesn't break down in the environment ever, which means that even though that chemical Jeez. was banned after decades of use, it will still be showing up in people's bodies for countless generations to come. And it's that exposure has been linked to decreased sperm quality, low birth weight, kidney disease, thyroid disease, high cholesterol. And um, we're still figuring out what the effects are on the body, but there's a lot of animal studies. I have a couple linked in, in our show notes that uh, show how much it can affect our thyroid and our sex hormone levels. So here's the thing. This is very similar to BPA. So the, the companies that are kind of quote unquote removing these PFOAs that have been banned they're just replacing them with a similar chemical compound that's doing well again impacting not the health in, in a similar way oh it just bothers me so much that there's no responsibility around new ingredients new chemical compounds new like chemistry there's just absolutely and that's the uh-huh. part that gets me about the poor regulation is, is there's no gate there's no responsibility it's just oh we proved that it does what we want it to but we have no idea what it's doing otherwise that is so irresponsible to me it absolutely makes me crazy <laughs> like there has to be a level yes. of public responsibility in this yeah and and essentially what i'm going to tell you guys to do is to try to skip nonstick pans um, so we love we love our, our cast iron and all that goodness mm-hmm. um, and um, water resistant coating on clothing, furniture and carpets. This is really important. Scotchgard mm. is not your friend, people. Mm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And the clothing piece is something to think about. You know, try to purchase products that are, you know, ma- made with uh, safe, healthy and sustainable materials. This is where getting on board with buying clothing from B corporations is really important. Um, Athleta, Patagonia, etc. There's several out there. But uh, thinking about if you do need to have waterproof things, uh, then making sure that they are like your outermost layer uh, is Oh, is that's a good way to think of it. Yeah. And I mean, you're still going to be exposed on your body in some way, but minimizing exposure is important for sure. So all of that to say, I know that was a lot for today. Um, I the biggest thing that I, I want y'all to take away is that yes, we are exposed to endocrine disruptors. They're called xenoestrogens. This is how it affects our hormones. But the thing that we can do is control our exposure 
to a certain mm-hmm. extent, right? There's certain environmental toxins, air pollution, whatever. We can't really control all of those things. We can minimize to our best ability. But this mm-hmm. is an area in which we can make some really empowering choices around what we're exposed to. And that can have a really profound impact on our health really quickly, which again really, is yeah. so, so cool. So cool. So, mm-hmm. so um, you know, definitely if this is sparking your interest and you're like, okay, how do I go make these changes in my home? Again, I'm going to say, go back to episodes 33 and 34. There's a reason why we did that really early on in that first year of the podcast. So you'll be able to go back and and hear about the recommendations that we have. Jen, is there anything else you want to add? Oh, ultimately we, we, (laughs) this is part of the reason why we started this podcast years ago was this gets us fired up and it's not changing. It's not changing quickly enough. And I've learned over time, you know, I found this community of like clean beauty and people that care about what you put in your body. And I forget how not widely available this information tends to be. And uh, we just, we just want you guys to be able to have these kind of conversations with your family and with your friends and have places to go when you want to make these changes. And it all starts with why. Why do we want to make these changes in the first place? And mm. we we really wanted to start here, but we have so many fun things in store that are relevant to this conversation coming up that we've spent. This is part of our fun, like creative flow is that we're like, we want to talk about these things. We want to tell people. And I think that if you guys can just lean into the don't don't judge yourself for things you've done um, and purchased in the past or didn't know, but know now and just pick one thing, really pick one thing. It For me, it was the nonstick pan first. That was the first thing I did in my home was nonstick pan because I was so pinged to food. And so I started there and then it just, you know, was one little thing at a time and you end up, you know, and there are more things available. You are able to find things in big box stores that you couldn't find before if you don't have access to things or if you don't want to purchase things online, like you can, you just have to spend maybe an extra couple minutes reading the label and you're, we want to empower you guys to do those things because you can, and it's going to be profoundly helpful just that few things that you switch out absolutely so next week we are going to dig into how to help support your body to eliminate estrogen so if you are dealing with some of these symptoms of estrogen dominance if that like pinged you and you're like oh my gosh yes i'm dealing with i can't wait irregular heavy Mm -hmm. periods etc so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put on my nutritionist cap it's been a little while since i did that (laughs) yes yes yes. and and dig into how to support the body we're gonna really just go through the basics and and refer back again to of course those digestion episodes Um, but we're gonna talk about how to support your body and really eliminate estrogen and um, talk to you a little bit about how you could talk to and work with your practitioner to optimize that process as well so i'm excited for next week Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. I feel like we need to give you ammo for bloopers now, too, that we have like a shorter episode. I'm down. I'm totally down. I miss bloopers. I, I miss being made fun of. Why did we move away from that? We just didn't have We got any too bloop- good. We got really succinct with the way we recorded. <laughs> We're too good. You ready? Sure am. <laughs> <laughs>
bet okay. your bippy. What'd you say? I said you bet your bippy. <laughs> it's been a long time since I heard you say that. Yeah, I think I was hearing your dog move around. I no, not moving. Snoring so much. Is that Pace. snoring? Pace. <laughs> Pace. She gave me a dirty look. <laughs> She's a very expressive dog. It's pretty funny. <laughs>